Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the heartlands entertainment industries. I'm Brian. And I'm Nick. Hey, Brian, you nailed that intro. Thank you. Third time's the charm. <laughs> we are joined today by another guest co-host that is also our guest today. Miss Tony Marlowe, welcome to the show. The four-timers club, right? Four-timers club. I think it has been four times. What do I get? Should we wait till it's five? It's a nice, like... Five will be uh, one single glove. Okay. Michael Jackson style? Yes. Yeah. You get the five-timers Michael Jackson glove. I feel like I should get an award (laughs) for the four-timers club. I should do something. Who else has been on four times? Man, I don't even know. How many repeat guests? Well, we've had Ryan Belgard on, I think, three times. Okay. Yeah, he, so ain't, ain't, he ain't at four. He ain't at four. He ain't at four. He ain't at, he ain't at Tony Marlowe's level. Yeah. And did you talk to him for three hours prior to actually starting the podcast? <laughs> we did like, not. <laughs> That's it for the listeners. We've been talking for like ever. I don't, what time is yeah. it right now? We've been talking since like 50. seven, and it's <laughs> almost nine. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we've, so, We've gotten in some uh, rehearsing. It's uh, It's been nice. That's right. That's because Tony here, we're going to be talking to Tony about her time on her new job, which we're going to get into in just a second. But we're also very, very good friends. Me and Tony have classic movie nights. We hang out all the time. You're my set sister. so. Which I think it's your turn, by the way, for classic movie night. I think it is. I think it is. And I am, uh, I've been getting my eyes on a couple good contenders. Okay. So I was thinking- classic movie, like classic, like Turner classic, like- Oh Black yeah. Okay. Well, it's, oh, whatever, yeah. it's whatever the view, it's whatever the person's turn it is, whatever they consider classic. So we've mm-hmm. got, we've done eighties, 1980s movies. We've done forties. We've done kind of all over the board. It's kind of your pick. Yeah. I've been thinking we haven't watched a Western and I've been wanting to rewatch Stagecoach, John Wayne's first movie. Oh, yeah. You don't like John Wayne? You know what? You're out of classic movie night. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> now, all of his shirts were creased, like ironed and crisp, and it's weird to me. That is such a Tony Marlowe thing wait, to say. Wait, can I also say why? <laughs> this is another reason why. This is another reason why I'm going to offend half the world. But so many men use John Wayne as like a masculine idol, like a hero. And so when, I, and when I'm doing makeup on men a lot of times that aren't actors let's say like it's like a commercial or something and they're so about it but yet they're like the john wayne type i just want to like scream to them like john wayne wasn't a hero he was an actor that wore wigs and makeup and costumes and red lines on camera guys he was not saving lives he's not your hero yeah i i will agree i will agree have you seen sans of iwo jima i mean come on (laughs) saddle up man <laughs> so yeah. normally we record or uh, you know we have our conversation with our guests and then me and nick would have like a, a we would record a separate intro and then a separate outro and all this kind of stuff but since you're our pal we figured why not we just let's just do the whole thing in one one big bajumba and just yeah. knock this whole thing out with tony you're guest right. co-hosting yeah that means so, okay yeah let that I be just a- made that word up <laughs> Let that be a lesson to all you future guests. If you become friends with us, <laughs> we'll talk to you more. <laughs> That's right. 
We'll talk to you for two hours in advance of the actual interview. <laughs> been two hours last night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were just shooting, yeah. shooting the shiz. Yep, catching up. Yeah, it's been a yep. while. Well, and we, we we've been catching up because you just got a new job uh, down in the Texas area. So this is the Oki Show Show breaking into the Texas industry now. Well, it's the California section of Texas. That's yes. that's true. The least Texasy place of Texas. Yeah, they call it the blueberry because it's a little drop of blue in a big state of red. <laughs> they do. Yeah. That's it. good. So you are working on Fear the Walking Dead now. I am. And tell us a little bit about that, about what you're doing for Fear the Walking Dead now. I'm the key makeup artist for for fear the walking dead so uh the way the show is broken up is it's broken up into um the walkers the zombies and all of that's done by k and b which is like the company the special effects company and then there's a makeup department and then there's of course a hair department uh and then the makeup department is a, is three people it's the department head it's the key and then there's a third and they take care of all the principals like the principal actors and then the k and b take care of all the walkers so I'm on the principal side of it. Nice. Yeah. So you're working with all that, the stars. All the stars, all the people that walk and talk. And then when they, uh, if a character dies, then they go to the K and B side if they become a walker. Oh. Yeah. Is it like a, is it like a sad walk away moment where like you guys are all waving to them like bye. We'll I mean, kind of, only technically they show up and they go to the trailer that isn't our trailer, so there's not a sad vibe. But yeah, like the next day we're like, oh, you're- You should be like super us. territorial about it. Like if he shows up to the to the main makeup trailer, you should be like, you're not welcome here. No, you yeah, go you go back over there. Yeah. Well, normally it's happened, I think a few times, but normally once they go to the Walker side, they tend to schedule- and this is only what I've heard because I've only done so many episodes, so I don't know a ton about it, but they do a few, normally when they're a walker, that's their last scene. Mm -hmm. Their last day. <laughs> or they become a, a series regular <laughs> as the pet. As a walker. Well, yeah. a lot of the like stuntmen and stuff are walkers. So we see the walkers, the same people playing the walkers often because they're like stunt people in their background and they're like kind of scheduled, which they've... Uh, kind of changed now with COVID because they can't do it the same way anymore. So they've created some really creative ways to turn them into walkers this time. How do mm -hmm. you do that? So this episode is coming out in 2021. So hopefully, yeah. you know, we're, we're speaking, we're in future past land right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, the COVID situation has started to die down. Mm -hmm. But the industry, I believe, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I feel like we are changed for good. I don't really see us going back to the way things were. Um, I could be wrong, though. I think there's going to be parts we're going to keep forever, for sure. Like what? Like, I could see, this is my guess, but I could see us always probably wearing masks like when actors are in our chairs. Mm. If we're up close with them. I, I can see us always doing that. I could see the mask getting more lax once you get on set. Um, I hope the eyewear goes away. God. You don't like those facials? God is the worst. I hope that goes away. Um, I could see testing eventually going away. Like right now I test three times a week. I test Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. 
So I could see that going away because eventually once you have a vaccine, I could see social distancing eventually going away. But I think during flu season, I think there's going to be elements that'll kind of stick around yeah. like a little, I think the level of sanitation, I mean, cause we, we've always had to be pretty sanitized, but I mean, it's been kicked up a notch. Like, for example, we can't have like fabric, like our brushes can't be in anything fabric. Everything has to be in like enclosed containers and it's kind of little stuff like that. Little yeah. technical stuff that's probably boring to you guys, but well, I'm good with, I'm good with all of those staying. What the podcast is dedicated for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how, how is it with like um, speed and timing? Cause I've been in the PA role where I'm having to poke my head into the makeup trailer and very cool. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's so that guy having that smile of like, Hey, I know you just said five minutes, but can you make it three minutes? Like, yeah. um, and then we're like, get out. <laughs> that very many times. Um, but is it, is the timing more lax or is it, is it built in more? How is that handled? So we build in, well, so it being a bigger show, obviously the, the rush isn't quiet as there, like whatever time we're told or whatever time we tell the base camp PA, that's the time. It is what it is. That's and that comes from like that also the department head has, has set that stage yeah. of like, don't, you know, um, and if we can go quicker, we will, but right. whatever, a lot of, a lot of it is setting precedents and like not a budging on stuff. But, uh, but as far as cleaning, we give about five minutes between each actor. So between each actor that gets up in the leaves, we have to spray down the chair. We have to take the, uh, we have like a disposable mat thing, take that down. Then we have to wash our hands. We have to then remove our, we have to remove our gloves then wash our hands and put new gloves back on. Oof. And then there's certain actors that request like a face shield that go around our head. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, or they just, or most of the actors are okay with just like my goggles. So I have like a pair of Warby Parker clear, uh, just eyeglasses. And then we have to have sides, like little plastic sides on them. Oh, you put on, yeah. you put on the mask. I thought, I thought they were requesting like a visor and I was like, how do you get the makeup on that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so a whole degree of difficulty. <laughs> this so mask then, looks so yeah, good. The, certain actors want us to have like like eye and mask isn't enough they want us to have like the the facial the the walking sneeze guard yeah it's, well because it reflects back so you can't see their faces well and it's hot and it's miserable yeah. um but so anyway we have to like change that out but we have to change the whole station set up and then take their bag and reset up for the next person so it's like a five minute changeover yeah. the harder part is on set so luckily we're on a bigger set so um at the most i i think out of my two counterparts my other um makeup artists i think i have the most actors i think i have all in all i think i have 11 that i'm in charge of but the most i've done in a day is seven so mm -hmm. for the indie world film world that's like no big deal but that's a lot of people for this network so there's days that i have like seven bags on me oh so in between those people i have to like clean up for last looks but wow. it's harder because the actors have to have masks on and eyewear all the time. Oh, so we dude. have a whole zoning. We have a whole zoning process. Like wow. they always have a mask and eyewear. They come into our they come into our trailer, they wash their hands, they sit in our chair, then mm -hmm. they wait for us to tell them, then they remove their mask and eyewear. Then they can put it in our little sterilizer thing or they can hang on to it. We do their makeup, then they reapply the mask and the eyewear and then they leave. How much does yeah. that screw you up, though? I mean, like, don't uh, our touch-ups are hard enough, but like, yeah, 
are you having to deal with lines and yeah. indentations in the beards and stuff? Yeah. Either way, just kind of throwing powder at them. Like, just yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, I mean, I'm on a <laughs> show, so there's no powder. It's all dirt. But, oh, um, good, good. <laughs> but yeah, so then, so then they go to set. Then they go to actors holding. Actors holding is called the blue zone, right? So mm -hmm. in the blue zone, they have to have their eyewear on. Yeah, it's the Austin of sets. On, on the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blue within a blue within so a blue. In the blue zone, I can work on anything on their face that doesn't, that I can touch. So I can touch up their hands. I can touch up like around their eyes. Sometimes they can take off their eyewear and I can kind of mess around here, but I, I can't, they can't remove their mask in the blue zone. Okay. okay. So then they travel the actors. So that's called touches. We call that touches. Okay. Then they go to set. They get everything situated. We stand by. Then they have the first team PA with these tubs that they carry. They have like a cart. They mm -hmm. carry these tubs. Then the first AD says, okay, we're moving to red zone. So that means anybody that doesn't have a red badge has to get away from the camera. Basically, you clear the, the scene. Okay. Cameras lined up. Actors lined up. Then... The first team PA comes around with buckets. They take their masks on. They put it in their designated bucket. Then I come in and our artists come in. And then we have to like clean beards, fix this. Yeah. Add. Yeah. Then God, they yell, it sounds like such a pain. Yeah. Then yeah. they yell cut. The first team PA comes through with the buckets, puts the mask back on. Man. Yeah. Is that, is that help? Do you, in, do you think that's helping kind of, um, camaraderie a little bit maybe is it is it more frustrating or is it kind of like a sense of like okay no 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 we're we're all focusing on this and we're all just trying to do the best we can here you know it's so this project obviously it's like a it's the closest thing to like a corporate job that i've had in a long time because we're all every day right mm -hmm. yeah you wear a suit with pie yeah. every day right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she shows up in her power suit yeah suit of a hat and like yeah let, layers of sweaters um <laughs> but they're all we're all ran by a network and the actors are just as much of employees so we're all just kind of under this like thumb this rule so i don't know if camaraderie helps it's just like a rule we just have to get through it and figure it yeah. out and we have to be six feet apart on set all the time which is really weird and really hard and it takes a lot of practice and then there's times that it's absolutely impossible. Now we have little tracers, little 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 pagers that we carry. And when it gets within six feet of another tracer, it clocks us. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so, whoa. Yeah. So if Freaking I go to Big work, Brother's watching. That's a little, yeah. You think? But it's not GPS. <laughs> it just clocks how long you've been in contact with that other thing. So on this show, we have a 610 rule. So if you are within six feet of somebody for 10 minutes, you're considered, considered a contact. And wow. then, if, so if I go to work and I'm positive, everybody that I was with my tracer was longer than 10 minutes accumulative of the whole 16 hour day, 12 hour day, whatever. That Ten makes them contact. added throughout the entire day. Wow. Yeah, man. At least you don't have to worry about small talk. Yeah, that sounds great. That's awesome. <laughs> like, oh, five, get out of my face, Steve. Yeah, yeah there's not that's a lot. It's gonna of be a real bummer whenever all this, whenever the uh, social distancing goes away, and like I can't get rid of an annoying guy anymore. Yeah, I mean, so so the odd thing is, is there's sometimes still a few of those, um, and every <laughs> time ah, get away from me because certain departments are kind of a little more cautious than others, which is kind of weird. 
So mm -hmm. our department is overly cautious. My department head is overly cautious. So there's sometimes that we're like looking at people like, you're going to get me in trouble, dude, go. Away. Yeah. <laughs> but like our chairs are like, we have like set chairs. And I mean, the chairs have to be spaced out all the time. Wow. You know, Constant I mean, down. like, it's weird because I feel like there are some takeaways of all of these procedures that I do feel like, why the hell have we not been doing this the whole time? Because like, Tony, were you on Children of the Corn? Yeah. Do you remember when they we had that crazy flu, flu outbreak? I mean, like, yeah. and flu outbreaks like the script were normal. Like, they were basically accepted as just like, well, it's just the yeah. same crap, different day. Yeah. And they really shouldn't be because the flu is not something to joke around about either. Yeah, the very last day, we had several people, like, sleeping it off in their cars and then coming in doing their job and then coming back. I mean, it was a vomiting fever it was gross. Yeah. yeah. I remember I got so sick that I ended up, I think I had to miss the last day because I was busy puking and pooping all over myself at home. I literally yeah. couldn't make yeah. it to the car without messing myself. TMI, I know. Weird is like, I, that the idea of me getting sick creeped me out, but I didn't necessarily do anything differently. Yeah. We just I all didn't like accepted it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mentioned like, so I was on uh, Enslaved by Ducks when it shut down in March, right? <laughs> I hope they changed that title. <laughs> such a oh, I think title. It, is something, it is called something else now. Uh, <laughs> Thank <I> God. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on that when it shut down. But what's interesting is a uh, week and a half, two weeks before we shut down. So this is when we knew that the pandemic was here, but it was like not in Oklahoma and whatever. Our lead actor had a fever at one, like had a hundred fever. Mm. 100, 101 fever, and he powered through the day because that's that was the standard. That's what you that's do. That's what you do. Yeah. We kind of made a joke like, oh man, you've got the kung flu because that's what we called it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a kung flu. It was a you different <laughs> I'll still call it that because it's still in, in a dark time. We need things to make yeah. us laugh. Yeah. Like you went up and you elbowed someone and you smiled while you did it because it was just oh this is fun it's different yeah. only like, this was pre elbows elbows wasn't even a thing then we're talking about last February wow things I mean so he totally had that world. and he went to like the uh, like a walk in clinic and got a B twelve shot and kind of got through it but I mean he worked the rest of the day and he was fine and there was no you know he didn't have corona but yeah. That was only two weeks before we shut down, but it was still was just a given. You're the lead actor. What do you need to get through the day? Yeah. How many drugs? And I'm still doing his makeup in his face thinking, oh God, I hope I don't get what he gets. But that yeah. was all I did. It and it was, was just- I hope I don't get what he gets. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, like that really was kind of the norm. Cause like you think of the the story of, you know, Indiana Jones when they were shooting the the scene where the guy shows up with the giant sword and like, he just shoots him. Like mm -hmm. he was, what, what did he have? He had like some, it wasn't flu. It was something else. I think he had like pneumonia or something. Wait, wait, you're talking about when they made the movie or what do you mean? Whenever they're shooting uh, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Harrison Ford was dead sick and they changed the scene around so they could still shoot it, but they still shot it. He didn't take the day off. Oh, and he was probably all sweating and just mm -hmm. gross. And like oh. singing in the rain, he had a full blown fever and, and, I'm pretty sure he had the flu and he did that whole singing in the rain scene. Harrison Ford. Dog. 
Harrison Ford was in Singing in the Rain. That's Lovely. it. That's him. Lovely voice. La, da, 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 da. I, I, do hope, I do hope that changes in the future. I hope that if people are sick, the production gets it and they don't, they like, not gets it, they understand and mm -hmm. that people just go home and the production shuts down. Like it's yeah. not worth because we're, we're talking about a vaccine right now, but there's just new strands that can come out. I mean, this is a, this is going to be a continuous thing that we're going to deal with. Yeah. And so, or something know. else is going to come around. Yeah. Some COVID 21 or something. So I'm fine with wearing a mask. I'm fine with wearing a mask, doing makeup permanently. Yeah. I, don't, I really want to wear it like all day, every day and eyewear, mm -hmm. but I could do a mask when I'm like right up here. With when you. you're, when you're in the nucleus of the set, mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely subscribe to the belief that it is both smart and necessary period, regardless COVID-19 be damned. Like, especially if you're indoors, why would you not be? Why? I mean, like we're all yeah. movie sets yeah. are super spreader events. They just are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah, and I'm fine with wearing, I'm used to it now. I'm fine with wearing a mask permanently. It's fine. Yeah. It, it feels a little isolating because people can't see you smile. They can't see your expressions. Like I get that. Um, I hope that we can get closer than six feet. Cause that is hard. That's hard to do, especially when you're shooting in a narrow space, you're supposed to stay out of camera range. Mm -hmm. and now we all have uh monitors like we all have our own little monitor or like a viewer you can use you can uh view the monitor on your phone or on an ipad but mm. only that goes into a certain range so that's only 100 yards yeah so at a certain point there are legitimate situations where i've walked up to our covid coordinator on set and other people have too where i'm like this is a no win for me because it's it's kind of like operating on a i don't know if you guys have ever worked on like a closed set like when it was like a sex scene or something oh yeah yeah for sure. to, like you have to like go and do your thing and then you have to walk away and you have to hope that what you did <laughs> yeah, the best. well i guess brian, brian's a yeah. sound guy so yeah, yeah he has to be there but well it's yeah it's fun whenever you're a boom operator and you're just having to look down the barrel of the gun <laughs> i can't leave <laughs> yeah you're right yeah yeah when I you're a sound mixer the great thing about when you're a sound mixer on intimate scenes like that is that i don't when we're doing intimate scenes, like I don't hang by village. I don't need to see the, fr I'll look at the frame and then I'll leave. There's no need for me to be, you know. Look at the frame, take a picture and then. <laughs> yeah, leave for about five to 10 minutes and then come back. No. <laughs> Relaxed. Yeah. So like the great part is that I'm sitting alone with my headphones on and, and everyone you're knows what I'm listening to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just it would, creepy in its own way. It would be okay if you weren't smiling so big while you were doing yeah. it. <laughs> but you know, like when, it's, when it's a closed scene, everybody has to like go in in sections and do their job. And then they got to walk away. And it's such a longer, lengthy process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically what this is all day. Mm. If that makes sense. Like everyone's got to come in in chunks and go away, but we all have to be distanced. And if they call you in, you're like way... You're, you're a football field away because if you space it out, that's just how it works. So that's my, that's probably the most frustrating part for me is like, yeah. you have to fight for your space, but then the sound guy's like, no, my cart has to be here. It has to be within so many feet of the camera. And then the DIT guy's like, no, but I've got to be here. Cause I've got to be within so many feet. And then the Wi-Fi tower's like, what's well, got to be here. And then, so if you find like prime real estate on set, someone else that's more important than you, that's like, no, I got to be here. And I'm like, 
Yeah. We're putting stuff on their faces. We, we have to be here too. And so you're yeah. constantly fighting, which is kind of why I uh, laughed pretty hard at the Tom Cruise rant because I felt, <laughs> I felt for the crew standing around because if they're all hovering around a monitor, like he rants on about, that's because there's not enough monitors, dude. Yeah. That's around a monitor. There's a reason why they're trying to do their job. They're trying to get on with it. And they probably had to have a moment that they had to cheat like mm-hmm. cheat meaning we have to get within six feet. We need to do this thing. We need to check this shot. We got a thing to do and then we'll separate. Yeah. But no, Pants and Tom went on a baby boy rant. That's oh, yeah, that's kind of what I took from it too. Oh, yeah. Doing that. And, I, and that's what I was kind of thinking of asking like, has that, has there been anything? Has there <laughs> Did Tom Cruise come onto the set and yell at someone? <laughs> he flew in. He was like, plane, landed, and then just started screaming at people. Yeah, we have COVID coordinators that like will call us out and we'll say, hey guys, will you separate? The hard part too is a lot of times you do have to talk to your someone on set. Like yeah. you have to talk to somebody sometimes and you have to get in there and you have to go in and you talk But the minute it starts to look kind of casual, the COVID coordinator is like, hey guys, can y'all separate? Well, then when you separate, now you have to talk louder. Well, what happens on set? Quiet on set. Yeah. Even when they're rolling, how many times have you guys heard the first AD that's like, work quietly, please? Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. People are working, but you're like, but I got to talk to you. So then you move in to talk to him, and the COVID coordinator's like, can you guys? And you're like, oh my God, I just got to get this done. So texting is. This sounds like a horror show. Yeah. It's frustrating. So we text. We talk. We text constantly, like just to have regular conversations. That's yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. That, that's good. Sorry, was, it's been interesting to see how technology is kind of adapted to to all this and that's that's the other thing that i think is really going to stick is that you know in a weird way we've kind of found ways that are almost more efficient some things yeah you know like like you know. this like i don't need to see brian's face in my in my face like i don't have to be up in his grill anymore yeah which is- i don't have to put on pants it's the yeah. best yeah, yeah. we're in sweatpants right now yeah so, oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like uh, never we never need to do that again so yeah there's definitely perks to it um meaning like there's things that i won't want to go back to like i don't ever want to have to hover around a monitor again like i have a ipad that's i don't know 13 inch or whatever oh, and i want to awesome. i want to hook it up to the tear deck and do the viewer app forever that works for yeah me. that's so great because like there's nothing more annoying than everyone gathered around the monitors that is, and then there's a whole hierarchy of fighting for your place in that world too, which is yeah. a whole thing in my world where it's like, you know, certain producers can get in front of you and I need to be up close and this person thinks they have to be up close and it's a whole, it's a whole game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm complaining, guys. I really like my job. Hey there, film folks. If you're trying to get your project made, I got to tell you about my friends over at ngpfilm.com. If you are in the state of Oklahoma and you need equipment to get your project made, you need to go to NGP. They've got camera equipment, grip and electric equipment, sound equipment, production gear, stuff for your locations, pretty much everything. And if they don't have it, they're going to help you find it. Their customer service and support is out of this world. Literally, if you're in the middle of your day and you need extra gear, they will come to where you are and drop the stuff off. Or they have a super convenient night pickup and drop off. 
so you can call them. They'll leave it in these really cool little bins with a code that they give you, and then you show up, and you put the code in, and then voila, you got the gear. And then when you're done with the gear, you come back, you leave it in the drop-off, you put the lock back on, and then shazam, your day's over at 3 in the morning. NGPfilm.com is pretty much the best thing Oklahoma Film has to offer. If you have any rentals, anything that you need, check them out, NGPfilm.com. I was gonna say, okay, so now let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead, like working on Fear the Frickin' Walking Dead. This is a show that, like, the whole Walking Dead franchise is huge. It, it's, yeah. it's been huge for, like, what, 12 years at this point? Yeah. Like, what's that like, working on a show like that? Um, well, I de- so part of my, like, starstruckness uh, was when I day played in season five. So those who don't know or don't watch the show, so right now we are in hiatus, or what do you call it? Mid, mid-season, we're in season six, mid-finale. Is that yeah. how they put it? So, by, so this, by the time this comes out, you it'll have picked back up. In the in- second half of season six, which yeah. I only am working the second half of season six. So as of right now, none of the episodes I worked on have aired. So we're about, oh, there we're about four episodes ahead of them. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you know all the spoilers. Yeah. So for our Patreon yeah. subscribers, just wait. It's all, <laughs> yeah. it's all coming in a few minutes. If you want to hear this, go to patreon.com. <laughs> I know. It's really hard. And I sympathize now with actors who go on, who will go mm-hmm. on tonight shows. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, so for me, I watched all of season five to get ready for season six. But because I didn't work on the first half of season six, I didn't really know the story. Mm-hmm. And then as season six was airing, it was airing at like 10 o'clock at night. And I was in bed because our calls are at three in the morning, four in the morning. So I was in bed at six o'clock at night. So I, so I haven't seen any of the season six part. So it's really hard. I watched a recap before I got on this podcast to make sure. <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> but it's really hard because- like, Last time name, on Fear the Walking just Dead. Just to name a character I work with, I had to make sure- did, was there a weird cliffhanger in the last episode that the viewers have seen that maybe we think he's dead, he's not dead, or she dead, or like, so there is some of those moments where it could easily slip out. So I, I could never go on like Jimmy Kimmel or a Tonight Show as an actor. Yeah. Because at this point, I'm three months into a storyline and I don't really know where you guys are. How do they handle that? that? Like, because like, you know, we've, we've signed NDAs on every little project that we've been on, but this is a, (laughs) the NDA on this has got to be a whole different level. Yeah. NDAs. And then I had to watch all these videos, but if like you guys go on my Facebook or my Instagram right now, it's, I'm non-existent. I mean, I saw a tumbleweed blow through there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I have the last post of me is spinning around with actor bags and I'm on set no, I'm not on set. I'm sorry. I'm at base camp. So all you see is like trailers and gravel. Like I can't, I can't post anything. I, it's a like kind oh, of weird. Spoiler, really the season's got trailers, y'all. No, <laughs> got trailers. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, uh, we actually, there's actually somebody that works with the production that follows, that follows everyone's social media. And like, oh, they do no. it with the actors and they do it with everything. Like, so I know that people can post about the show, but you can only, it, there's so many things. And now with COVID, you can't post like if I were to post a picture of me with my mask on, but I didn't have my eyewear on mm. and I was in the trailer, the makeup trailer alone, I would get called out because I didn't have my eyewear. By wow. Tom Cruise. 
by yes. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise would comment on your yeah. Facebook. We, we have a version of Tom Cruise that works for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should have a little version of Tom Cruise that works on. <laughs> yeah. Just a little mini Tom. You mini Tom. Well, see, the funny thing is, like, we were talking about this yesterday, Tony, about how, like, I'm actually kind of team Tom. I'm anti Tom. <laughs> I, here's the reason why. Feel the pain of the group. That yeah, that's with. all I that during that whole rant, all I was thinking of was just like, because, you know, I live in the PA side. So like just some poor PA just like trying to stack some waters, getting too close to someone and then having a billionaire yeah. screaming at you. Like, I oh. think I, maybe it's that I sympathize with him more than like agree 100 yeah. because I, I, I think like he made his point yeah. five seconds in and then he just kept beating a dead horse. Yeah. But like I sympathize the, with him because he's also the, the he's also the producer of the movie, so like he has yeah. that responsibility, right? So like, I get that, and I get that his stress. I thought it was a little dramatic. Not every production is looking to them. There, I mm-hmm. I understand it's a big movie, but there are mm-hmm. plenty of shows happening. I can tell you from what I know, Fear the Walking Dead is not looking at Mission Impossible fifteen mm-hmm. <laughs> make yeah. their show. It's conti- the world is continuing without you. I can promise you there are people that are still going to college because mm-hmm. your show has not shut down. Like let's just let's just take down the god complex. Like yeah, just I, I, I can get that. I get that. Calm down. Yeah, but I <laughs> calm down, Tom. Calm down, Tom. I mean the pressure is there. I get it, but the pressure is there for all of us. In his no. defense, he was hanging upside down on a building <laughs> while he was screaming at them. <laughs> yeah, so the blood was rushing to <laughs> that- his head. Yeah. Changes everything. He's mid stunt hanging from wires. <laughs> People are looking at us. Whoever, whoever you are. <laughs> if you if I say it again, you're fired. Yeah. But, oh man. I just thought it was so. It was just so dramatic. But mm-hmm. I will will say the good thing that came out of it was all of the memes. I don't know if you guys follow movie set memes on Facebook. Oh oh god yes. So it was glorious. And we were on set reading these memes, and it was by far just the highlight of my whole day was all of it oh man as we're six feet apart like sending Mm -hmm. them to each other (laughs) it's been so crazy though because i mean like there have been large budget movies that have had you know cases of covid on it and i feel like I'll, i'll be honest i feel like it's actually very undercovered like the amount of outbreaks that do happen on set and it kind of bothers me it bothers oh, me that, that it's being swept under the rug. Oh, it's the mm-hmm. opposite in our world where it's a little shamed. People are shamed. Yeah. I but I'm talking like in the public zeitgeist, you know, you know, like the, uh, you know, you see front page news of some crazy outbreak happening at an elementary school or something like that. And like, um, meanwhile, we'll have outbreaks on major film sets. And I just feel like I'm not seeing anything. Brian, like, you're, you're, I feel like that's a different discussion. Brian, you're still locked into your role of reporter number two. Um, I, you need to, <laughs> you need to pull out. I of that, need man. the truth. <laughs> you're two method. <laughs> I'm still in it. <laughs> True Detective season three. It's season three. Keep, that's right. Keep an eye out for Brian. I worked on a big show too. Me. <laughs> uh, Tony, were you a, a Walking Dead fan before? I was. I was a huge Walking Dead fan of the original show. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and then the spinoff happened and I watched the season one of fear, but then mm-hmm. it was like too much for, for both for me, mm-hmm. too much zombie world, but I was super geeked out on the first one. And then I stopped watching walking dead 
uh, after Glenn died. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I stopped watching mm-hmm. after Rick died. Or, oh, really? Or when Glenn died, Negan and the actor that plays Negan, I can't remember his name, but he seems like a lovely gentleman. But mm-hmm. I, it, the character was way too much for me. I agree. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, then, I, stopped, I stopped watching after the first Walker died. Like, I'm on their side, guys. <laughs> They're people, too. Walker lives matter? Walker lives matter. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Yeah. That was a person. It I, was. I love that the Walkers have taken on their own lives. You know how, like, I remember the Talking Dead when that was on, and they would, like, do the mm-hmm. goodbyes? But like the creative input that the like these different kinds of walkers like different things happen is the fact that they make certain walkers memorable is pretty much my favorite part. That's mm-hmm. really cool. The good ones on this show too, where they're the type of walker they are. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Can you yeah. share what type of walkers there are? How, how well, many I know that in the six in season six that's already been aired, so I can talk about that. There's a whole taxidermy walker series. Ooh, that's up Brian's alley. Yeah. So spoiler. <laughs> but like, are there any squirrel walkers? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, whatever, like a bad guy is, or or whatever situation they walk into, there's gonna be a walkers that have like that's happened to them. So there's been a couple times of stuff that hasn't aired that you read the script and the scenario is like, oh, that's extra like gross walker. Like extra gross walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. And then how they come up with it on set. I mean, the team is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. What's that like walking watching the um the makeup artists working on the walkers and creating all that? It's pretty cool. I mean, they well, of course, they come to set already done, but they've got it down to such a science. And a lot of it now, because of uh COVID, a lot of them are like so okay, so before there was three tiers of walkers, there was the ones that would go in the chair and they had like the pieces put on them. Then mm-hmm. there was the second tier and they were like full masks and they mm. were kind of in the back. Then they had a further tier that were just like airbrushed. Oh, so, cool. So now you can't have hordes of walkers because of COVID, right? So you they now have the mask ones and they can't have contacts anymore. They, can't, oh, they don't wow. have a contact lens tech anymore. Oh, okay. So they have to do all that CGI, but they now have their masks that they wear and they're kind of like glued on. I mean, they're really good masks, but they're essentially yeah. Halloween masks that they're like full and they come like low, like all the way down into their clothes. And then they have like these little rubber eye part that just hangs over their eye, like a rubber mask type. Wow. But of course it's like impressively great, but then they have to wear a surgical mask. Oh my God, over the masks? Yeah, because their mouth is open. I know. And they have like teeth that hang a little before they used to have bites. They would put in like full, like they were like denture bite things that would go up inside and then the mask came over. But now they just have teeth that kind of are built on and then they paint the teeth, but then they have masks. So I have a few like sneak peeks of walkers with like surgical masks on. That has got to be the biggest pain in the ass to be one of those actors. And then now they have gloves instead of airbrushing. Like they used to airbrush their hands and paint their hands. And now they're these really impressive gloves. Wow, that they, wow. like, the, like cloth satin gloves, but they're perfectly painted. Wow. I hope this isn't spoilers. That's not a spoiler. That's right? not a spoiler. No. Leave no. it to me to decide if it's a spoiler. I'm just like, watch it. Watch out for all these walkers who've been trained to stay six feet apart for some reason. <laughs> Socially distancing walkers. Socially distanced walkers. <laughs> This is I mean, the most health conscious zombies I've ever seen. 
It's not that scary. They won't get within six feet, but oh, they're gross. It's so good. I'll send, I'll have to send Brian some, some photos of sneak, you know. Kind oh, of for sure. Yeah. We'll totally post that. Put, put that up. And you are, you work, you're working on the principles, the humans. Right. humans. Right. I just, I just get to like show up on set or like run into the walkers in the bathroom or like at lunch or something. You get, you get a little what a horrible way, way to run into a walker. Working on the walkers. What's that? Do you want to be working on the walkers? Are you a little jealous? cool but i've never been i've done zombie makeup for stuff but it's never really been like my wheelhouse like i'm not a monster maker gotcha i if anything i'm a trauma dirt and beauty person like i am a like my expertise and whatnot is in the principal world trauma dirt beauty (laughs) yeah (laughs) like if you want me to like make a werewolf i mean i get it but it's not really my not my thing it's not your thing not my thing yeah we all have a thing are really impressive the stuff they the stuff they do to them is pretty cool yeah Man. that's excellent yeah because they really get in there like you can tell that they do a lot of airbrushing and i mean they put in all the veins and all the. i mean it's rad to see it's rad to see what i've seen on tv for so long and then see it up close and like oh god mm-hmm. yeah. cool. yeah nerding yeah. out a little bit yeah because like even when you see like the sides of their ribs and all that stuff i mean those are like pieces and Oh my God. And the costume department is off the charts. Like the level of distressing and staining and aging. And it's pretty rad. That's so cool. I know. And then they've got a ton of just dummies laying around all the time. Like just the bodies from the props department. Hey, they're called PAs. I mean, you can't. can't. Yeah. There's tons of those. Yeah. And now we're watching them put them in segments and CGI them together. So we'll watch like a group Uh, of background or walkers and they'll put like, six or ten and then they put some tape up and then they stick them in the next thing and you know oh, digital because cool. we can't have more than at the most we've had 15 background at the most is oh what wow and, the, and they're not able to get within six feet or they are able to get within six feet well, once you're rolling then they take their masks off and they do the whole red zone thing and then they are mm-hmm. okay but, outside of that but they've also changed and you're going to notice this a lot in like we see this in commercials and other movies is yeah. They're restructuring the stories where like the um, right now it's kind of like an anthology series. So we're only covering a couple of characters at a time in blocks. Yeah. Which I kind of think they were already doing in season six. And I think it just worked out for them, but we're not, we don't have big, we don't have all 15 characters or how many ever there are. They're yeah. kind of doing a blocks now, yeah. which That's is nice. So that interesting. Have- That's interesting that you point that out. Cause I, I feel like I have been seeing that and it never even occurred to me that, Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's that's what's been so interesting about this whole process of COVID and its effect on the industry is, like, the ways that we have been creatively adapting to this yeah. bizarre situation is, like, it, it's really cool. Like, and I feel like we're getting almost better stuff from it. I think so. I mean, this is now because they're covering just little blocks of characters or diving into each character a little further and kind of doing little... I don't want to say backstories, but like we almost call them like so-and-so's episode is what we call it because the whole episode is kind of about them. And then it'll have maybe four other characters because they'll they'll trail off or they'll kind of do things. And I know it's a lot of those shows are doing the same thing where it kind of focuses in on them. Yeah. And it always kind of did that, but now it's just doing it a little more. And then with walkers, they're just digitally, you know, they're having to put them in more. They're just having to be creative, which is cool. Yeah. I'll Easy tell you, if this, if this, COVID would have hit any decade prior to this, we'd have been screwed. But like, thank God 
it's really interesting to see where where CGI comes in to fill in the gaps and like help us, you know, like with the eyes, like what you're talking about with the freaking eyes and CGI yeah, and eyes. We couldn't have done that 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I know. I have yet to see it play out yet. I'm really curious to see how it goes. But I mean, it's sad because that was a whole position that is not anymore. Yeah. Oh, the, contact, the contact lens tech that used to be, a, that was a job. And she up on set and she put all the contacts in everybody. Wow. And yeah, like that was, and she had last looks like everybody else. And that was a whole position that has been completely eliminated, at least for this show. I don't know. Yeah what her job is now or who they're what that but that's a whole company that does special because like in indies the makeup artists kind of get stuck with doing contacts on people but that is super kind of illegal which i normally i normally tell them i'm like just so you know this never happened i'm not helping you you didn't yeah. Uh, yeah. but normally i help with contacts but that's that's like a whole position that wow. are trained techs i know he's probably just kind of wandering the streets just poking people in the eye just <laughs> Your eyes look funny. It's going around booping people in the eyes. I know. Oh, so how exactly did you end up? How did you land this job? Because I've known you for 10 years or so, and it's been so cool to watch you slowly progress. Uh, I feel like we got started right about at the same time. We did our first, we both had the same first movie and we didn't know each other. That's right. <laughs> oh, that was not a good movie. <laughs> Which one was that? It was, it was Frankie and the Pirate, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And I was acting. Uh-huh. Oh, so you, you were Frankie? Or I was color? Frankie. Okay. <laughs> Grown up Frankie. Yeah, because it was like, it was, it was kind of a, a fantasy, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was about a, cute... a little boy and his imaginary friend. Yeah, and then and he grows Brian up. And the grown-up version yeah. of, the, of the boy. Okay. So I, never met, I never met Brian on that because it was so it was so low budget. It was like our first where I was only, I only came in when they needed like help with certain things. Mm-hmm. And so because Brian was only in scenes as a grown-up and then he only had scenes with like a, a female lead they didn't really need makeup. So I just wasn't brought in on those days. It was like that kind of low where they're like, we don't need you every day. We just need yeah. you on the day that you're the, with the pirate and with the, with the Indians and it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So then we met later and mentioned that. And I was like, whoa, we were on the same movie and we never actually met. Yeah. <laughs> That's so and now you have the same thing nowadays where it's like, wait, I have never seen your face before. Yeah. I mean, I work with a lot of the same people. Like, I mean, I work with all these people on this huge set and I don't know a lot of them. It's kind of a bummer. Like I'm not really able to get to know a lot of them. That sucks. You can get in nine minutes and 55 seconds of a conversation. (laughs) Just, just that little. Where were you born? Uh, 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 What's your hopes? No, never mind. Never mind. I just have to be really expressive with my eyes behind glasses. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten good at that? This like, Hey, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But I know Brian and I started. Was that was like two thousand nine, maybe two thousand ten? I think so, something like that. It was Kali. It was a while ago, so long yeah. ago that I forgot that I was acting in that movie. And I that I was doing makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with this, I got called because I was in the union, and they needed. They were go, just going down the roster, and they had, they had used everybody they knew in Texas. So it was kind of a like a long shot thing. 
but this was also when they had backgrounds of like 75 150 it was huge huge crowds wow so that was it so i just went and day played and then you know by day playing you know you're helping just the background and then i'm on set you're just kind of working with the the core team and the goal is just to not not annoy them i mean that's what they look for yeah they kind of say that I mean, they want to crazy. People they can do the job that can be on time, do the job, not annoy them. And they know that they're like kind of staying on top of the background. Cause it's a really, it's kind of a slow job. It's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. You're just making sure they keep looking dirty. That's it. <laughs> hey, you come here, come here. Go on the mud. Go on the mud. Yeah. And with the fake dirt. And because I, I went there in the midsummer. And in Austin, it's, you know, 104 there. And so they're basically sweating themselves clean. So then you're just adding more dirt because then they sweat it off. And then you're adding sunscreen and then it's coming off because there's sunscreen. So then you just kind of add more, but then there's kind of a continuity thing. So really you're just busy. You're just kind of working in circles. Yeah. Yeah. There's another reason why I would never want to be an actor on a show like that. Just that level of grime. Yeah. I choose to not work on a show like that. I do. I asked my question on True Detective and I said, that's it. That's it. That's the, I choose to never do it again. Bucket list. <laughs> yeah, and done. But yeah, that's how I did. I was just doing background and I, that's, all, that, that's all I know. Maybe there's more to it, but I just kept day playing and I was willing to drive down there even for two to three days worth of work. There was one time I only went down for one day of work. So that's me driving down six hours, spending the night. I stayed with the third who's the, the third makeup artist. Uh, that's a, such a weird name. But anyway, a permanent <laughs> member of the team. I knew I her. Because, that nickname was going to come in. Like, yeah, you're the third. The third. It's such <laughs> a weird, it does, I, it, I hate that title. But <laughs> anyway, I was staying with her because they weren't wanting to cover hotel due to union. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. The point is, is I was willing to work. I was willing to drive two days to work one day. And yeah. I think that helped too. I basically yeah. just kept saying yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you keep saying yes, you're driving, and you're not annoying. Right. You know, isn't it amazing, though, how much of this industry, like, you can really go far by not being annoying and just yeah. being being a relatable, good person? Like, I was just talking to uh, a friend about this, about how, like, if you are hardworking, humble, and and, like, just a good person – you can really go far. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, yeah. at least. And then somewhere in there is talent <laughs> and skill. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I try to ignore that part, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it too, is to not screw it up. But I mean, that's yeah. what I tell people all the time. I'm not, I'm not rewriting the book on artistry. I do the mm-hmm. best I can do and I do my homework and I make sure I'm prepared and I'm good at my job, but I'm not like, I'm not blowing people away or anything. I'm not doing anything magical. I'm just, yeah doing the job that they're asking me to do and not getting air. I'm arrogant about it, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know guys. I'm just getting called and I'm showing up and every day I'm like, this could be yeah. a thing. So, but I mean, like how often do you yeah. even work with people that are, are egotistical sour pusses? Whenever she does this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question? How often? Yeah. I mean, like how often do you have a crappy personality that you're working with? I'm trying to prove the point that if you're a decent person, you'll go far. Yeah, that's what happens. Most of the time, we're working with decent people. <laughs> How long? I want it- names. Names, Tony. <laughs> I-, I will say, I've no. I feel like the longer I'm in it, 
maybe the more I fine tune the bullshit meter, I think in the beginning, everybody's great because I'm eager. And then the longer we're in it, the more we're like, oh, I see you. So I think that's what's happening right now is I get more, not jaded, but I'm more aware. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. But I try, but I, I also uh, learned to also try to have more boundaries. So there's just people who I try to kind of keep at an arm's length because I want to keep liking them and I want to keep working with them. But I see enough of like a red flag where I'm like, I don't want to hate you. So I'm just going to like keep it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's when you get that's when you get Tom Cruise about the social distancing. Six feet, six feet, six feet. Get back. And then you're like, ah, you run it now. I hate you. <laughs> hey, look, I have a sensor. I have a little. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, they need that sensor like we do. But yeah, I will say I'm surprised the thing part. doesn't like vibrate or something like give you a warning like. That like you know what I mean? Like your orders ready instead of just like narks on you. <laughs> yeah. And now it starts. It makes me think of like I bet it's like the laser gate. Uh, you know when you go play like laser tag with people. Yeah. Come out and see the score. Yeah. It's the the COVID coordinator told me it's kind of like that. Like you, she could pull up my name, and then everybody next to me, everybody I was in contact with next to me, and it's almost like a graph, and it shows like who had your highest contact with, and then it goes down. Wow. That's the new MySpace top eight. That's like, dude, you were in my top distance. <laughs> dude, you were in my, we're my top. I'm close. I got it within distance of you. Damn, um, Tom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to talk her into like printing off my, my sheet eventually. Oh yeah, that oh, would yeah. be yeah. I feel like yeah, keep that like as like a memorabilia kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. I need to work hard. Or almost like you know, like you get through the whole thing and hope, and you know, nothing happens. God forbid, nothing happens and everything. But it's just like okay, let's see who couldn't resist being around people the most. Okay. <laughs> Who's the friendliest? Let's Who's look the at the friendliest. chart. Yeah. You're fired. How's uh how's Austin been? Austin's, Austin's been really cool. I mean, the weather is about always about 10 degrees warmer than it is here. So okay. it's cold, but it's not like here. But it's also whatever we are in the hottest at about 10 degrees, and that's what it is there. I mean it's yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I, will say, I will say if for people listening to this that it works in Oklahoma and works in Indies is the minute I got down there, I was told repeatedly, oh, this is the hardest show. This is known as the hardest show on the network, not network, hardest show known out there because you're in extreme conditions. The hours are long. You're working in the middle of nowhere with bugs and whatnot, but I'm not doing anything there that I haven't done here. And the weather conditions, whatever they're there, we've done times 10 here. Yeah. So I'm, I think at this stage, and of course I've only been there a few months, but at this stage, we do some hard, hard crap here. <laughs> so if you can That's, do it here. I'm telling you, Oklahoma is such a great place to cut your teeth, man. Yeah. It is, yeah. But Austin's beautiful. It's pretty, I'm, I'm right by Rainy Street, which is really nice. And um, so I'm like in the downtown area, which is nice. That's a awesome. Lot of, there's a lot of encampments everywhere around me, which is like a whole different world encampments like like tents like homeless tents oh wow but there there they're like under the bridges they're full encampments so they're right like almost walking distance from my hotel there's a bridge it's like a really long underpass bridge and it's like a parking lot and it's full encampments wow like, um, it's like a whole community and Jeez. under Taking every some notes bridge, from san francisco over there yeah, yeah there's like five to six tents under every bridge that you go under every underpass man so it's kind of but that's kind of an adjustment and they're not like i mean it's not like anything bad but it's like a 
it's a constant thing you're constantly wearing because yeah. they'll also wash up they'll also will walk up to you and start washing your windows for a tip so you have to be that person that's like no stop stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop. or it's a bummer yeah. all right i'll give you money to stop just stop yeah <laughs> make it, you're, making, it you're making it worse <laughs> but besides that great it's cool i'm right by rain street but i can't really go anywhere everything i'm really isolated well so yeah because you have to stay there. sequestered the whole time right pretty much like the restaurants there are open, so I'll like go to like patio stuff every once in a while. But for the most part, I'm alone. Like my husband comes every other week, and we'll get out a little, and then I'll go take walks around the lakes. I'm right by Ladybird Lake, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Things are closed, and we aren't really we're not supposed to like socialize with people outside of work. So I'm not supposed to be like around another department. Wow, so, I know. That's frustrating. It's kind of weird, and it's kind of like if you are if. People are hanging out outside work, even if you're in your own department. I mean, it's not really supposed to be talked about. Ah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that will, hopefully yeah. that part will definitely go away Depart soon. Yeah. This is for our department. Maybe. Uh, I want to double down on that. Let's have department wars. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially in our department mingling, I think is taboo, but, but our, but maybe I'm just getting it because our department is so connected. Like I am in a position where if I tested positive, the show could shut down because then I'm in contact with an actor. So it might yeah. be different in props and set dressing and those kinds of things. I don't honestly don't know. We've had some positive cases, but they've been really contained. Mm -hmm. And then everybody with that was in contact with that person within went home, but we haven't, you know, shut down the show. So, so yeah. what, what they're doing is working. Yeah. Wow. I can so just I guess those beepers are a good idea. God. I can just imagine if one of the walkers tested positive and then you're just like, we can't touch you. You just have to go out into the world. Look, that's how we know. That's how we're going to differentiate you. Those guys. Oh, God, yeah. I know. I mean, I miss it. it, it I miss my Oklahoma film family for sure because I'm so contained. I'm so isolated. We my miss little, you. But you're still involved with Oklahoma. I am. And you, you're you a part of the Oklahoma Motion Picture Alliance. So let's talk about that real quick because okay. I think what, what's, what's going on is really freaking okay. cool. Okay. Oh, man. This is the thing I know the least amount about, too. But Perfect. I know. <laughs> it's very new, guys. It's very new. So this is a new um, alliance, like a new committee that uh, uh, Richard James and a few people have started. And it's similar to any kind of organization, uh, any kind of like industry. So like art industry, oil industry, you know, you kind of have a committee that comes together that is an advocate and kind of speaks on different areas within that industry. And we, the idea is to be one voice that advocates to legislation and to people that come through. So it's, you're we're kind of in conjunction with like the tourists with the Oklahoma Film and Music Office. That's awesome. Cause that, cause like the Oklahoma film music office with Tava, their job is to bring outside stuff in. Right. And mm -hmm. then to help with legislation, but they aren't really a voice for like the other aspects of like the actual individual pieces of the industry. So yeah. let me pull up the site. Like there's, um, like there's someone that's over, I'll just read them. There's someone over like, um, like a film financier. There's uh, Bob Miller, which is over like Castle Castle Row Studios, which is like the sound, you know, the sound studios here. Yeah. Um, there's someone that's kind of part of like the independent producing aspect of it. There's um, two people that represent actors 
And then myself and Allison Nafee represent below the line, which is a crew, which is you know a little nerve wracking because I wasn't like, I wasn't like voted into that by yeah. the crew. <laughs> so Who made you? Who represent all of us. I know, like, hi crew, I'm speaking for you. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of, so I take it seriously because I want to be an advocate and be a voice for that. But, uh, you know, a lot of times these, these laws and like legislations and stuff that um, come through, they're to bring money into the economy, but in the fine print, it, it may or may not be the best, like, the best advantage to a crew member right. i'm not saying they're bad but like they like they they're 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 working on a big scale and so part of allison and i's job is to say like as as a crew person as a below the line this could affect us this way yeah yeah um so it's almost like a lobbying group it is yeah only we are members to then be able to eventually afford a lobbying group like a lobbyist so we are yeah. but yeah our job is to be part of the legislation and what's being passed and like really fight for that so do you remember um do you guys remember when they were trying to pass from four million to eight million the cap yeah okay and do you remember that we would get emails from individuals like with pre-written pre-written like letters and they made it really easy for us and they were like hey here's a letter send this to your legislator yeah you kind of remember that? Okay. Yeah, I do. And it was very nice. Very nice. Because all we had to do was copy and paste. And then there was someone that came along and they, you hit a link and it said what your zip code was. And they said your, your representative was so-and-so. Okay. Well, that individual just did it on their own ambition. Yeah. So this, the idea of this alliance is that we are, gonna, we are a team on a committee that's like, this is kind of what we do. And it's all volunteer, but you know, it's like the blend between a union and the tourists, like the Oklahoma Film Music Office. We're yeah. kind of that middle place. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. I mean, like, and it's been very, very needed because, like, I feel like oftentimes our legislators don't necessarily they don't they don't see our numbers. They don't see that the industry is growing and there's all of these lives that are directly affected by some of this legislation. So right. that's so that's so awesome that you guys are doing that and. Cool. I mean, I'm excited. Oh, I don't, how are we going to help? <laughs> I know. I don't know what I can do yet. I think right now, the only message I'd want to get across is that Alice and I are doing this position. Um, yeah. So if there's people that have certain concerns with certain things that are trying to be passed, that we're, we're there to represent their voice. Yeah. That's, that's all I really know right now. I don't know if that means that we're trying to rally things, what we're doing, but like something I can tell you guys right now is the cap as of right now is used up it's kind of in this weird frozen spot right well yeah that's been kind of i don't know what it'll be in april i don't know what it'll be in april but as of right now all of the rebate is kind of used for like the next eight years and so oh, we're wow. in whoa yeah that's so we're like in this weird limbo and there's like money that the state could put for something big and they can find money in other places and it's kind of this weird thing but like there is films in the queue that can't get rebated right now because it's all tapped out as of right wow. now. Wow. That was quick. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. was quick. Well, I know. We're popular, so man. Get in line. Take a so number. It's up to us to talk about pulling funds in other places or to make the cap even bigger. But if you do that, then there's a whole other host of things. And it's a lot of legal jargon that I have to learn about. But Yeah. Where can people 
learn more about this? So the site right now, it's still a pretty new site, but the um, okmp.com, which is Oklahoma Motion Picture Alliance.com, will just give you an idea of like home, about us, members, legislative efforts. Like it's just giving you the first kind of draft of what we're trying to do. Um, but generally like go to the Oklahoma Music and Film Office site. I'm wondering if they have um, stuff about legislation. I mean, I think that's, that's the part I'm really new to this as well is I just kind of wait for stuff to come to me. But I, realizing that there are people that are working on a state level and having meetings with governors and lieutenant governors and are really working hard to actually make it happen. And that's what we're all going to have to get involved in. Yeah. Because there, there's a lot of people here that want us to be the next Atlanta. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of people that do not want to be the next Atlanta because it blew up really quick and really fast and we didn't have the infrastructure for it. So we have to decide as, as one voice what we're trying to do. Yeah. Maybe better yeah. than Atlanta be better than Atlanta. I mean I, I think it'd, be nice. <laughs> it'd be nice to have a better more infrastructure than Atlanta Atlanta exploded and then there there wasn't really crew for it but at the same time they exploded and they're doing really well yeah so. they got Marvel man they got Marvel's home base they got the freaking Pinewood Studios over there crazy mm-hmm. Atlanta I will, say, I will say between uh Green Pasture Studios who I just talked to today and then now with um Prairie Surf oh god did I say that right Yes, it's Prairie Surf Media. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're really pushing to get TV shows and yeah. pilots and, and stuff like that's really, I think, what Oklahoma could use is small TV shows. I think Marvel, I don't think we can hang yet. The, but um, so TV shows, that's like that steady work. I think that'll build crews up really nicely. Yeah. And then if Fillers comes through up in Bartlesville, I think that'll be a good test to see if we can hang or not. Because that's a, that's a big one. I hope it comes. I hope it happens. It will be also great. I hope they bring in locals. I mean, I know they have yeah. to. They're getting better. Know. Yeah. There's not going to be better. I know. That'd be well, cool, right? Tony, this has been so cool getting to catch up with you. I feel like we've been hanging out for yeah. like the past two days because we've just yeah. been chatting and just, just yeah. chilling. Yeah. we're You guys are just hanging out and then you just have like, some people eavesdropping for like two hours of your conversation but yeah the rest of it it's just is that you is that is that what that was is that you dropping in yeah. I, i've been eavesdropping this entire i'm very bad at eavesdropping because i'm talking while i'm doing it it's worst it's awful. eavesdropper ever she is yeah. well where can people find you online where where can we find more about tony marlowe get a big gulp of that wine first i know right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw that, did you? Uh, uh, well, so, I mean, I always, I still have Marlow House, which is the the bridal and production website. And that's kind of a company that um, I don't have my face all over necessarily. That's like a, a team. Oh my gosh, we have like a team of 18 now, by the way, Brian. Dude. I know. You just, I know. look at you just taking this world by storm. No, but we have a lot of people. So that's always there. But for like to see what I'm doing, unfortunately, this podcast is more information than anything I've been able to give out the last. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're locked down in, in secrecy. <laughs> I am, really, yeah. So where can people find me is normally on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm out there a little, but I just, I don't know what I can talk about. I can't post anything, so. Well. Hopefully, I, you know what I need to do? I need to get, like, a social media person for myself, for my own like stuff to kind of help me like navigate that because i know i can post stuff i'm just not creative enough you just yeah. need to get a burner account one that's just like that tony marlowe is so cool 
Oh my God. Like Kevin Durant did. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. A little Kevin pull, Durant. Pull a KD. Like, oh, if I did, would you run it? Would you do it Nick? Absolutely. I mean, I hope you're like, if, if as long as I get free reign of whatever I'm going to yeah. say, I'm, buckle up. I'll just share an album with you from my phone. We'll just have all these images and then it can be like sneak peeks, like paparazzi pics. I'm like, I didn't do yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't me. I swear. We'll put the picture up, but it'll, the whole caption will just say like butts, 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 just something like that. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah it's good. Uh, yeah. But it. yeah. So that's what I'm doing is this. So uh, right now, until I'm done with the season, you can find me by shooting me a text and saying, hey, how's your life? Mm-hmm. What up? around austin and yell out tony i mean she may answer eventually but she's pretty just into the ether just into the ether but she's she's in a pretty secure house so don't try to get in bad idea secure hotel yeah which is weird when this posts i'll probably be home when this airs and that odd that's That's true yeah it's that weird future past that we're always living in on this podcast so we won't be covering the alien invasion. We won't be covering the new strain of Bud Light virus, you know? Bud Light. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's butts are falling off. It's crazy. Hopefully we'll be like on a film together because I'll be back. Yeah. That would be the best. I know. And if I'm not back, then we'll start a new podcast and I'm there again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'll be. I'm talking to my future self. I know. What do you want to say to your future self? Stay golden. and that is the perfect note to end this episode on if you liked what you heard and you'd like to be a part of it yourself go to patreon.com slash show show and become a patron you'll get lots of behind the scenes stuff and extras i'm probably going to post our silly squirrel conversation from yeah you'll well get before five hours of preamble before the <laughs> yeah and please do it with the uh with the zoom as well because half the time yeah. my face is like Oh my yeah. God. yeah, talking about skinning squirrels. But, but yeah, but you're you're the viewers need to see my grossed this, out this yeah. creation. Yes, my my incredible squirrel bag for my muzzle loader rifle. So yeah, if you want to learn more about this, go to patreon.com. Can't show. You didn't give that to your niece. <laughs> she would have loved it. Yeah. All right. We have we've talked long enough, Tony. Okay. I'm tired of you. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you a call tomorrow. <laughs> For another Let's two hours. Brunch. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Bye. All right. Bye. The Oki Show Show is a mostly harmless media podcast recorded at Tower Studios in Oklahoma City. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If you're a business or industry professional that would like to advertise on the podcast, email info at okishowshow.com. Rates starting as low as $25.